Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of A Heart That Burns. I'm really excited to share with you just some really simple revelations that the Lord gave me earlier this week in my quiet time, and hopefully they bless you as much as they bless me. So let's get started. So one of my favorite things about meditating on the Word of God is that so often, just when you give your time to the Holy Spirit, He'll shine a new light on a familiar passage of Scripture. Not only that, but a lot of times He'll show me a a passage of Scripture in a new light and go, hey, look, see how this connects to this passage? And, um, you know, there's so many accusations out there that the Bible contradicts itself and God contradicts himself and stuff. But when you actually take the time to invite the Holy Spirit to come and speak to you, he shows you the opposite is true. And so that's kind of what happened to me earlier this week. I was uh, just reading through some Psalms and, and stopped to meditate on Psalm 45, which honestly, that's a passage of scripture that in the last five or six years of my life, I have spent hours and hours and hours and hours meditating on, um, singing through, singing songs that are written from this psalm, doing Bible studies out of this psalm. Like, honestly, I've spent so much time in this psalm. It's like one of the psalms that I'd be like, oh yeah, I know that one, like inside out and backwards. I practically have it memorized without even having ever tried just because I've spent that much time in it, you know? Um, And yet the simplest thing the Lord just highlighted to me and connected it with a couple other verses and And so as I just began to dialogue with him about it, um, my heart just came alive again in it. And, uh, and so I want to share that, that simple revelation with you again, just, this is my time to, to share the overflow of the things that he speaks to my heart that cause my heart to burn in the hope that as it overflows from my heart, it also causes your heart to burn. So I'm, uh, talking about verse seven today of Psalm 45 and, um, in this psalm, this is a, a psalm that the sons of Korah wrote, and it's a psalm about Jesus. So it's a prophetic psalm um, about Jesus. And in verse 7, it says, You, meaning Jesus, have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. And I was reading that verse and just meditating on it and asked the Holy Spirit, you know, just for revelation on it and immediately thought of the old pastor's phrase that you've probably heard before. Whenever you see a therefore in scripture, stop and ask yourself, what's the therefore therefore? And, um, and so I was like, oh, okay. So I read back again, you have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. And, and I just made the connection that you know, okay, so the oil of joy was given to him because he loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Awesome. But I just was taking note of the fact that it says the the oil of gladness, or some versions say the oil of joy, beyond your companions. So God has anointed you, Jesus, with the oil of gladness, more so than any of your companions, more so than any other. And I began to realize, I said, you know, just in my conversation with the Lord, but you've loved righteousness and you hated wickedness. And I began to think Jesus was perfect, right? Fully God, fully man, completely sinless. There was not an ounce of that man's person 
that was not fully in agreement with the Father, with perfection, with complete set-apart holiness. Right? Scripture says there's no shadow of turning in him. And so Jesus had the capacity to be anointed. He he was able to he 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 was positioned to receive an anointing of the oil of gladness more than any of his companions because he loved righteousness and hated wickedness more than any of his companions. And I made this connection of wait the reason that you had more joy was because you were closer to God. Like all of a sudden this, this thing hit me and I was like, wow, this is so simple. You know, how come I have not seen this sooner? Maybe some of you have already made this connection. And if so, awesome. Praise God. I'm a little bit behind you. Maybe you should start a podcast too and share so that we can all track with your revelations and what the Lord is speaking to you. But, uh, but anyway, so immediately I just began to think of, um, passages in scripture, right? In first Peter, it talks about, it's, it's quoting in Leviticus, but, but Peter says, be holy. The Lord calls us be holy as I am holy. And so the, the, the revelation of, wait a sec, the more that I actually align myself with truth, the more that I begin to walk in holiness, the more that in, in that first Peter passage, right before that, he says, put off your former ways, like your former passions, the way that when you were in darkness, when you were in ignorance, all of your passions of sinfulness and, and all that, put that off, forget that because the Lord says to you now, be holy as I'm holy. We're called to a new standard. We're called to be set apart. And so it's in that place of putting off every area of our lives. If there's an area in our lives that we're not in perfect agreement with righteousness, but instead that we actually are more in agreement with wickedness, with the opposite of who God is and what his desire is and what his character is, then in that, in that place in our lives, we actually, we stop ourselves. It's like we, we, we put a cap on our ability to receive that measure of anointing of the oil of joy. And so what I began to realize was just, man, Lord, I want grace to walk in greater levels of holiness. Like Jesus, I really want to be like you. Because I want to be able to position myself. I want to be postured to receive greater levels of the anointing of the oil of gladness. And if what's holding me back is the fact that there are parts of me that actually love wickedness. That sounds kind of like an intense thought. Like, I don't love wickedness. Most good people, most Christians probably wouldn't say, I love wickedness. And many of us don't even realize that we do. But the reality is, is that... Anything that is not perfectly in alignment and in agreement with the word of God and with God himself is actually wickedness. There might seem to be varying degrees. You know, it's, it, it might come in little sneakier ways where it's, it's subtleties. But anything that's not in perfect alignment with God, guess what? That means it's in alignment with Satan. It's in alignment with the evil one who, guess what? He's the one who breeds all wickedness. He's the father of wicked things. And so if we are not in perfect alignment with the father, with the word of God, with truth, with righteousness, then there are parts of us that are in agreement with wickedness, that are loving wickedness. And so um, and so my prayer has just been God continue to expose in me any area where I am not walking in fully loving righteousness and fully hating wickedness. 
You know, I'm thinking of in Psalm 139, where it says, Search me and know my heart, O God, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. And I love that prayer because it's that very thing. It's, wait, God, you know the depths of who I am. You know everything inside of me. I want you to come and search me, know me. If there's anything inside of me that's wicked in any way, show me, search me, let me see it, shine your light upon it. And then when I see that area of wickedness, redirect my steps, lead me in the way of life, lead me in the way everlasting. I want to know every part of my heart that's actually in alignment with wickedness so that I can turn away from that thing. See, if I don't even know that it's there, if I don't realize that there's a part of me that's not in perfect alignment with righteousness, but it's actually, it's, it's a measure of wickedness, then how do I know to turn away from it? And so what we need to do is invite the Lord, just like David did, search me, know me, shine your light, expose the darkness, see if there be any wicked way in me, and then lead me by your grace. Lead me away from that wickedness into being holy as you are holy. Lead me into the way of life. Lead me into the way where I actually grow in alignment with righteousness, where I grow in greater love for righteousness, where I grow in greater love or greater hatred for wickedness, and therefore posture myself for a greater infilling and anointing of the oil of the joy of gladness. I don't know about you guys, but I want more joy in my life. I want to tap into more of what Jesus had. Even in in, in John 15, right? He says, abide in me. Be like me. Find your life in me. I say this to you because I want my joy to be in you and I want your joy to be full. He's going, listen, I abide in my father. I'm perfect. I'm holy as my father is holy. And I have the fullness of joy from him. In that place, I know what it's like to be given the oil of joy more than any of a, any companion. I know what it's like, and I want you to experience it. He says, "I what I'm telling you to abide in me, it's because I know that that's the key to my joy being in you and your joy being made full. And I want you to experience the joy that I experience. And I know that in order to get it, you have to be holy as I am holy. You have to abide in me as I abide in the Father. You have to become like me just as I am a perfect reflection of the Father. And so my encouragement for you guys this week is to join me in making it your prayer. God, search me and know me. Show me any wicked way. And by your grace, lead me into the way of life. Lead me into the way of light. Where there's darkness in me, help me walk in light. Help me repent of that thing. Help me lay that thing down so that I can be holy as you are holy. So that I can love righteousness like you, Jesus. So that I can hate wickedness like you, Jesus. And so that I can be filled with the oil of joy. I want more joy in my life. And if Jesus wants it for me, I really, really want it for me too. That's part of coming into more agreement and more alignment with him, right? Is that the things that he desires for us, that we desire for us too. So if he wants me to have his joy in in myself, then that's what I want. That's what I'm going for. And so I encourage you guys this week, just make that your prayer. Invite the Lord in. It's a scary prayer to pray sometimes. It's a little vulnerable, but I am telling you, it's going to unlock the door for you to receive more joy. So do it. Search me, know my heart. Show me the wicked things so that I can repent, so that I can walk in light, so that I can walk in truth, in righteousness, and be filled with your joy. Lord, fill me with joy. Fill me with joy, just like Jesus.
yeah, whew, man, I'm feeling it right now. I hope this encouraged you. I want to encourage you to share it with your friends if it did. If, if, if anything that I said impacted you in any way, please take a second and share this podcast with your friends. It'll mean the world to me. And I know that if you were impacted, your friends probably will be too. So share it. Just like Jesus said, I got the joy. I want you to have the joy too. If you got something out of this podcast, you want your friends to have it. Share it with them. And uh, subscribe. Go to racheldorth.com. Subscribe to my podcast. Subscribe to my blog. I actually, uh, my podcast is under review with iTunes right now. So hopefully within the next week or two, I'll have that up and running. And I'll make it even more accessible for you to be able to download and listen to my podcast. But yeah, share my podcast. And um, tune in next Friday again uh, for whatever revelation the Lord has me share with you. Love you guys. And have an awesome week. See you next Friday. Thank you.